Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. I love it, I love it, I love it. Why don't you high five four people and go ahead and have a seat. You can have a seat. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so glad you're here. Have a seat, have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. I love that. Well, I'm so thankful. Uh, for you, and I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for going in and worship, and thank you for taking communion. Just to remember what Jesus has done. We want to be a church that remembers Jesus and points everything towards Jesus. And, and again, if I've never met you, my name is Dustin. I get the opportunity to lead here. And I just want to take a second. We got people watching online. We got people listening on podcasts. So why don't we put our hands together and welcome everybody that's watching online and on a podcast. Let them know that we love them. I love that, and I always say it, and I say it just about every week, uh, it's better in the room. Come on, somebody, right? We love it if we're reaching you uh, from far away, potentially, but also we want to let you know, man, there's nothing like being in the room. Invite you to come if you're watching out there and you're healthy and you're okay. Come on in. We love to just have an incredible time with you in service uh, right here. But I'm excited about today. Anybody fired up about church today? About six and a half of you. I say, anybody fired up about church today? Yeah, I like it. Y'all better help me preach today uh, because we're in week three of a series called Game Day. Somebody shout Game Day. All right, I hope your football team is doing well. I hope the pink team that you're rooting for is doing good. We've been kind of rolling around this idea of game day, and it's kind of got this tagline that goes along with it that I want to share with you that kind of we've been just hitting on all month of September. And it's this idea that you and I got to have the right people in our life. We got to have the right people on our team. That's just a big thing that you, if you want to win in life, you got to have the right people on your team. First of all, I want to pause for just a second, and she may not be in here right yet, uh, but the right person on my team, the closest person to me in my life, I want to honor for just a second, because today is uh, Allie, my wife, it's her birthday, the dirty 31, all right, she's 31, uh, and so if you see Allie out with our babies in the lobby and pushing them around, and, and they're in a stroller, not like pushing them uh, around, uh, she'll be pushing them around or, or doing that, if you would just, the way to honor me, if you don't mind, would be just to honor her, So and, and she doesn't like that, I know, and babe, if you're, you're going to watch this probably online a little bit later too, uh, but I know she doesn't like me saying that, but I just want to honor her for just a second. Can we put our hands together and wish happy birthday for Allie McLean? Love her so much. Is she in here? She may not be in here. Yes, she'll be in here second service for sure. Uh, but I'm just so grateful that she's on my team. I'm thankful to do life alongside of her. But I'll just tell you, it's so important that we have the right people in our huddle. We've talked about it over the last few weeks, and we kind of had this one thing that you've been writing down every week. But I want to encourage you to write this down again because we may have forgotten about it. But it's this. It's show me your huddle, and I'll show you your final score. Right? Show me your huddle, and I'll show you your final score. See, what I want us to understand is in football, obviously there's a huddle that takes place every single week or uh, every single play. Uh, and what happens is, for the most part, they get together, they talk about where they're going, they know the exact play that's going to be run, but you got to understand that once you break that huddle, the people that you're in the huddle are who you're doing life with. The people that are in the huddle are who you're doing and playing the game with. And so I want us to understand it's so important for you and I to make sure in our life, hey, if you would show me your friends, if you show me the closest people to who you are around and that you have speaking into your life, I'll show you where you're going. 
I'll kind of show you what your future might look like, and hopefully I probably will be able to tell you close to what your final score may look like. And we get this whole idea from one verse in Proverbs chapter 13, and it's verse number 20. And so if you got that, if you got your Bible, we usually read like a passage of Scripture and kind of break it down. But really this one passage of Scripture has kind of landed uh, for this entire series of game day. And it's Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, and the Bible says this. If you're ready for God's Word, just say, I'm ready. That's about six of you again. I say, if you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. I like it. All right, so here's what I want you to know. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says this, walk with the wise and become what? Wise, right? It says, walk with the wise and become wise, but associate with fools and what you're going to do? You're going to get yourself in trouble, all right? You're going to get yourself in trouble. And again, I think about that, and I think about so many times in my own life. Let's just be honest. This is an all-skate. This is an everybody participate. How many of y'all ever been in trouble in your life? Just be honest. Come on. Can we pan the camera around and see everybody, all these sinners in the room? I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. I think we all have. We all can say we've been in some trouble in our life. How many of y'all would say the majority of the time that you were in trouble, it was because you was with somebody else? Come on, somebody. How many of us know that? I think majority of the time in my life, I'm, I'm a crazy dude by myself, but I'm even crazier with some other people. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, like you get around, it kind of goes along with that verse of what it says. Uh, walk with the wise, become wise, associate with fools, and you'll get yourself in trouble. I'll tell you guys, uh, today, this is just going to be kind of confessions of a pastor, okay? That okay if I just confess some things to you today? Is that all right? All right, here's a confession. I used to steal the uh, grape juice out of the basement fridge for Communion Sunday at my church. Come on, somebody, all right? It's Communion Sunday. I thought I would just get this off my chest. I don't know if I've ever publicly declared this. I probably need to be, you know, giving Sharon Baptist Church back in the day a little bit of money because this is what happens uh, is that when I was a kid, my dad and mom were youth pastors, and I grew up in the church. And so you know how it is when you got kids running. We just run around everywhere, act like we own the place. Well, I thought I owned the downstairs Basement of a church. Y'all know the smell I'm talking about right now, don't you? You smell it. How many of y'all had a basement in your church back in the day? We did, right? Uh, and it just is a little musty, a little nasty, but that smell, your boy was the, 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 the king of the basement. You know what I'm saying? I was running around doing whatever I wanted. I remember I, I would do that a lot of times by myself, but uh, the, the times that I stole the, the communion uh, grape juice out the fridge, it wasn't by myself. It was with some other people. Come on, somebody. Right, I had some bad influences, a bunch of sinners that were like fourth graders, you know, like we were stealing the grape juice, the Welch's grape juice out of the fridge. And then what would happen is they would ask, where's all this grape juice going? And we'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where it wound up. I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened to it. I know that's, that's, like, a, that's like a church way of sinning, right? But that's what your boys struggle with as a kid. And again, I think about that. Again, I wanted to celebrate that on Communion Sunday. Not celebrate it, but just share that with you because the fact that I rarely did that on my own, right? I'd never go down to the fridge by myself. It was always be with a friend of mine or a couple buddies, and we would do that. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times the things that I get myself into or the things I find myself doing, it's while I'm next to some other people that are right there next to me doing the wrong thing, right? Walk with the wise and become what? Wise. Associate with fools and get yourself in trouble. The Bible also says, if you flip back one verse into Proverbs chapter 12, uh, verse 26, it says this, that the godly give good advice to their friends, but the wicked lead them to steal the communion juice from the church, all right? The, the wicked lead them astray. 
And this is what I found out, and this is what I want to challenge you with today. Kind of want to start, again, talking about the relationships in your life. Because I believe that this series literally has the ability to change your life for the good or the bad. That if you'll, if you'll think about the people you surround yourself with, that it has the trajectory can change for your life. And I think about this uh, a lot of times. I heard this said one time is that we might meet people by chance, but we deepen our relationships by choice. So we might meet each other just in the, in the parking lot. We might meet each other at school. We might meet any, uh, each other uh, out to eat or at a restaurant or whatever. We might meet each other and get to know each other that way. But we choose to do that by choice, to deepen that relationship. So I, I ask us, I want to know, I want to challenge all of us, what does that look like for you? What kind of friendships have you chosen, the people that you can do your life with? Because this is what I know, is that it is impossible to win in life when you got the wrong teammate right? Come on, somebody. Y'all going to have to say amen or oh me right then, okay? It's impossible to win in life with the wrong teammates. I think about that. See, it's impossible for you and I, if we want to live a God-honoring, God-fearing, following after Jesus with everything that we've got, like it is, it's practically impossible for you to do that if you have nobody that's around you speaking into you and encouraging you, but rather speaking against you or pulling you away from the things of God. And I think that's so important for us and even Paul in the, in the Bible shared this idea with us that we got to have some company around us that's pretty important. So watch what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. He says this, do not be misled. So don't think, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll, relationships, they're just by chance. I just kind of can do whatever I want. No, 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 don't be misled. Don't do that. Watch what he says. Bad company corrupts good character. Right? Bad company corrupts good character. Here's the idea. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me your huddle, I'll show you your final score. Right? And I think for a lot of us, over the last few weeks, we can walk through that. Did y'all see me throw that sweat in that front row? I'm really sorry. That was kind of nasty. Okay. Uh, that was not good. I'm going to come to this side because I may have got them wet over there. Uh, so this is what I want you to know is that what happens a lot of times is we can hear messages and titles and, and, and the last few weeks of getting the right people in your circle. And what can happen for a lot of us, we can go, okay, seems pretty easy. I'm going to get out with the bad. I'm going to get rid of all the bad people. And I'm going to get my little holy huddle, right? I'm going to get my little huddle. I'm only going to be right here, not going to let nothing bad corrupt us. And what happens is we begin to turn our back uh, on the world that God has called us to lead and serve in. And what happens is we become so uh, centered around just the huddle. And so I think so many times for us what happens is, is that not only do we have to get the play in the huddle, but we also have to break the huddle and go get in the game. Come on, somebody, right? That's what we've got to do. But I think so many times we think it's either one or the other. So do we? Do we stay away from people or do we engage and try to reach people, right? We know what the Bible says. It says, hey, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Okay, I get that. But also the Bible tells us that we are the light of the world. So what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm caught in this tension. I'm caught in this middle. Okay, the Bible also says, hey, don't associate with people who are easily angered or watch what happened. You'll become like them and you'll endanger your soul. I hear that. But then I also hear on the other side, we're to go into all of the world and make disciples of all nations and, and tell people about Jesus. Like, should we avoid those people uh, that are going to tempt us to run from God or, or, or should we be a light that reaches people for the gospel? You know what the answer is? Yes. All right. The answer is yes, both, both and Right? It's, it's both of those things. And what I want to challenge us with, I'm going to talk to us about it today. There's that tension that's there, right? 
There's the tension that's there for you and I to say, okay, hey, what do we do? Do I just shut it in? Do I just huddle? And this is only the people that I, that I, that I associate with, that I talk with? Or, or do I just go out in the game and just do whatever without really a plan or people speaking into me or calling things out? And so I think there is a tension there that we have to learn to manage as followers of Jesus, to be careful not to let the wrong influences take us away from God's call, but at the same time, we got to be real careful not to let our hearts grow cold to people that God is calling us to reach. Because our heart here at Purpose Church is right. What is it? Uh, some core values of ours is obviously, number one, Jesus is our point. But number two, people are our heart, right? We want to reach the lost. We want to reach people that may be far from God. And this is something I want you to write down. It may not be on the screen. I may have to say it twice. But if you don't amen me, I'm going to say it about 16 times, okay? You ready? So I want you to write this down because I think it's a good thing that you need to know and I need to know. It's this idea that I need to love everybody unconditionally, but I don't need to give everybody unconditional access to my life. All right? I need to love everybody unconditionally. So we could probably write it down, love unconditionally, but don't give everybody unconditional access to your life. I think that's, that's a lot better than y'all, y'all saying amen. I preach a lot better than you saying amen right now. So just get ready. I, I'm going to give us some ideas. I'm going to give us some things I think is going to help us with this thought, with this idea that I can love unconditionally but not give everybody unconditional access to my life. See, there's some people I need to love at long distance. Come on, somebody. Y'all kind of know what I'm talking about. You know that they, they're bad. They, they, they just, they're corrupting your good character that you're trying to fall after God. You got you to gotta say, hey, you know what? I got to love them at his distance, and you need some boundaries in your life. Somebody shout boundaries. I want you to understand something about boundaries, and I want you to write this down, is that boundaries are not bad, barriers are. Right? Boundaries are not bad, barriers are. Amen or oh me? All right, I believe that. Now, let me explain for just a second. In the, in the game of football, boundaries are a good thing. you got to understand that boundaries keep you in the game. Boundaries keep the play going. Boundaries let you know, okay, i got to get to this certain point in my life. i got to get or this certain point in the game. i, I got to get to the end zone, which is a boundary. That's the score. Uh, there's an out-of-bounds line that keeps me, again, in the game. i got to know where the first down uh, line would be. Like There are boundaries when it comes uh, to the game of football but can you imagine for just a second if there were just like a big, like just imagine like 48 trucks parked on a football field. Can you imagine that? That's a barrier, okay? Like you can imagine that there's, there's barriers. That's not good for the game of football. That's not good in that scenario. But there are boundaries, and boundaries are not bad. Barriers are. I believe it's the same way with people in our life is that you and I, we have to have some people, we have to have some boundaries with people, right? We have to have some things where I'm going to love you unconditionally, but you're not going to have unconditional access to speak into my life, to speak into the things of God that I know God is calling me to. I'm going to have to say, there's a boundary there, but guess what? I'm not going to put up between me and you a barrier. I'm not going to put something up between me and you and say, oh, I'm better than you. I got my stuff together. You ain't got yours. I'm going to just put this barrier up and hope you figure it out on the other side of that barrier. That's not what God is calling us to do. It's not how God is calling us to lead, not how God and Jesus is calling us to serve. And there's nobody better at this, nobody that did this better than Jesus himself, right? Jesus had boundaries, but not barriers. I love that about Jesus. Jesus is the perfect example of this. Jesus loved everybody equally, but guess what? He didn't treat everybody and his time with them equally. 
think about it. You got to think about that. He loved everybody equally. He loved everybody unconditionally, but he didn't give unconditional access to his life. Think about it really quick. How many disciples did Jesus pick? Not a trick question. Go. Twelve. Come on. Shout. Somebody shout twelve. Twelve. All right. Jesus picked twelve disciples, people that would be his closest friends to follow him, to do life with. I want us to understand that that was a boundary. The boundary was 12, okay? He didn't pick 25. He didn't pick 50. He didn't pick 100. He picked 12. And then watch this. If you know the story of Jesus, if you watch the life of Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus also uh, spent a lot of time with just the three and not the other nine. He spent a lot of time with Peter, James, and John, right? And, And so I want you to understand that's another boundary that is there. He loved everybody unconditionally, but he did not give everybody unconditional access to his life. You got to understand that there was times when people were coming to Jesus, hey, Jesus, I need you over here, right? People were sick. Hey, Jesus, you need to come heal these people over here. Hey, Jesus, the disciples would say, hey, Jesus, we need you over here. We need you to come and do this. And guess what Jesus would have to say? He would have to draw a line. He would have to say, you know what? I can't do that right now. I got to go spend time with my father. I got, I got some other things that I have to do. Not that you're not important, but I have some something else that God is calling me to do that I have got to do. This is a boundary. You see that even with the Pharisees, right? Jesus spent his time uh, uh, not only with sinners, but also with Pharisees. You got to understand that they were religious teachers of the law. And Jesus, what did he do with Pharisees? You know what he did? He loved the Pharisees, but because he was God, because he knew their heart, he knew their intention, he knew that what they were trying to do was to disrupt the things that he was going to be doing for the purpose of God. He said, you know what? I I, got to love you, but I got to love you at a distance. I got to put some boundaries here. I can't trust them. I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you at arm's length. See, he loved everybody unconditionally, but didn't give everybody unconditional access to to his life. And I think about that. Jesus modeled it. Why don't we do it, right? Let's do that. Let's put some boundaries in place when it comes to our relationships with other people. And again, I, I challenge you, and we talked about it last week and a couple weeks ago, that, man, we want you to do life. We want people speaking into your life like a crew, like get around some people that want to just push you towards the things of God. We've talked about this idea over the last few weeks, but I want to give you two statements today that you're going to be able to walk away from today really quick statements that you can take, put in your pocket and say, okay, these are going to be declarations that I declare every single day. Two things I want to be known for when it comes to relationships in my life. If you're ready, say I'm ready. These are two declarations really fast. I want you to write them down and then we're going we're gonna to go into invitation after that. But let me tell you this. The first one is this. Make it a declaration in your life that I won't let others block the purpose of God in my life. We've talked about over the last few weeks that you have uh, the relationships in your life have the ability to block or bridge the purpose that God has called you and I to live out, right? And so I want us to make this declaration that I won't let others, other things, other people, other opportunities, whatever that others might be, I will not let that block the purpose of God for my life. As we read from Proverbs 13, 20 earlier, you got to understand what the Bible's saying is that you and I rise and fall according to the people that we hang around, that we do life with, that, that we spend our time with. And so you got to understand and you got to think about it really quick. There are some people in your life that you can minister to, but you can't hang out with. Come on, somebody, right? 
that you, that you can love, but you may not be able to spend as much time with them because whether intentionally or unintentionally, they are blocking you from the purpose of God in your life. I'm not going to let others distract me. I'm not going to let others try and drag me into some sin. I'm not going to let others block the purpose of God for my life. Jesus built boundaries. I think Jesus even understood this statement. You know why? There's an altercation. There's an interaction between him and Peter that I want to tell you about, right? And y'all know, I told you just a second ago, excuse me, that Peter was one of his closest friends in his life, right? And I think about Peter, James, and John would do life with Jesus. They'd be walking around with Jesus, uh, seeing him do all the miracles. They did all of that, and Jesus is walking down the road one day, and he's explaining to them, hey, guys, I want to let you know something, that I have come, and, and I've come so that I might die. Like, I'm going to go to the cross. They're going to kill me. I'm going to come back. Don't worry, but, like, like I'm going to be dead. And, and what happens is, is the disciples really thought that Jesus was trying to, like, establish an earthly kingdom. Right, He was here to create an earthly kingdom right here on earth, and he was going to do that. And so they're thinking, yo, if you dead, Jesus, how are we going to be like, how are we gonna be like friends of the king if you dead? Come on, somebody, right? You know, that's kind of their thinking. That's what they're walking through in their head. And, and watch what happens between Jesus and Peter, an interaction where Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm not going to let others block me from the purpose that God has for my life. Watch what happens. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Jesus turned to Peter and said, as Peter's trying to talk him out of going to the cross, trying to talk him out of doing the thing that God had sent him to do. Watch what Jesus says to Peter. He says this, get away from me, Satan. Oh, Jesus, like, wow. That's some strong, that's some strong language you got there, Jesus. Like, what, you really want to say that? You really want that to be in your holy book? Get behind me, Satan. Ouch. Like, that's, that's harsh, Jesus. Why would you say that? Now, I'm going to tell you guys, don't be texting your friends saying, oh, my pastor said, tell me, get behind me, Satan. I'm done with you. Don't be saying that, okay? Don't be texting your ex-boyfriend or whatever. I'm like, I'm done with you. Get behind me, Satan. Don't be doing that. Don't call your mother-in-law Satan. Don't do nothing like that, okay? Don't do nothing like that. you got to understand that's not what I'm telling you to do, okay? But I want you to understand something. Jesus looks at Peter and says, hey, get behind me, Satan. Watch why. He explains why. Watch what he says. You are a dangerous trap to me. You know what you're doing? You're blocking the purpose of God in my life. You're a dangerous trap to me. You see things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. I have been called, Jesus is saying, I have a purpose. It is to go to the cross, and you are blocking me from that. I can't allow you to do that. I, you're going to have to move out the way. I got something to do that God has called me to. And I don't know about you, but I think that that needs to be a statement for you and I in our life is that, hey, I'm not going to let others block the purpose of God for my life. There's all kinds of things that I believe so many people can block us from or distract us from the things of God that are in our life. Think about it. There's so many of us that maybe get talked out by our friends of, of coming to church. Why don't you just stay out with us a little later tonight? Why don't you just stay a little later tonight? Don't worry about church tomorrow. You good. You got, you've been to church already twice this month. That's plenty, right? You get talked out of that. You may get talked out of praying. You want to pray about a decision uh, uh, whether you should do this or not do that. And, and some people may be saying, no, no, don't worry about praying. Just what's your gut say? What's the decision? What do you think it is right now? And you know that God is calling you to pray through it, walk through that season, maybe fast about it and say, okay, God, what do you want for this? But there are other people that may be trying to talk you out of that. Or maybe other people are trying to talk you out of joining a 
crew or other things or your schedule may be trying to talk you out of joining a crew. And you'll be like, I don't have time to do that. Like, there's no way that I can do that. But I would just challenge you that you don't have not time not to do that. Like, you got to get in it. You got to do that. You got to surround yourself with some people that are not going to block you from the things of God, but are going to bridge you to the things of God, which is what we're going to go to next in just a second. And that's the next thing I want you to write down. And I don't mind uh, if I can have some help coming up here. All my fellows that are going to help me on stage, if you don't mind, would y'all come up here really quick? Because I am going to show us what this means in just a second. If y'all don't mind, like, just kind of surrounding that, that would be awesome. And Kyle, if you don't mind coming up here and playing those beautiful keys, that would be awesome as well, right? Y'all give it up for everybody coming up on stage right now. Y'all got to have this many guys pick me up. Oh, my goodness. Lord, help us. I need to go on a diet. Here we go. So this is what I want you to know. All right, really quickly, I want you to understand. So we need to make a declaration. You know what we're going to say? We're going to say, I won't let others block the purpose of God. Y'all can smile at everybody. Y'all just lay out there and smile. Aren't these guys awesome? Man, Kyle, I love it. I love it. I, I want to give you a visual of what we're talking about. I'm not going to let others block me from the things of God. And the second statement I think that you and I need to declare is, I won't stop being a bridge for others to the purpose of God. I, I'm not going to let other people distract me, just to, to block me from the purpose. And you know what I'm going to do? I will not stop being a bridge for others to the purpose of God. And I won't stop surrounding myself with people who are bridges for the purpose of God in my life. I think about that. I think about these gentlemen up here. You see, just the worst thing that could happen with a message like this is kind of what we started out with, saying, you know what? I don't need nobody else. I'm going to get in my huddle. I'm going to stay in the huddle. It's just going to be us guys, and that's it. We're going to turn our back to the world. And that's not what God is calling us to do. And there's a tension that has to be managed there. There's a tension that has to be managed. And I think for so many of us, we have to understand and make the declaration that I'm not going to stop being a bridge for others to the purpose of God. And I'm going to continue to love people unconditionally. I'm going to continue to show them the love of Christ. I'm going to continue to, to have people in my life that are bridging me to the gospel, that are, that are keeping me accountable. That's kind of what these guys are doing today. And I, I couldn't help but think about that. And not being a block to the things of God, but a bridge to the things of God. I couldn't help but think about the story of the paralyzed man in Luke chapter 5. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? And this is going to be wild for the camera. Miss Jennifer, you're awesome. I'm, I'm just going to lay down on this cot right here, okay? So y'all just, oh my good Lord, help me. If y'all didn't hear that on camera, that was a thud, okay? All right. So I want us just to imagine, you just wait just a second. I trust y'all. I don't trust this cot at all, okay? So I want you just to imagine for just a second, Luke chapter 5, Verse 17 talks about a paralyzed man that had been this way his whole life. So here he is on a cot. Can't move anything. He's paralyzed. He's laying down. Now think about that. Now think about, okay, what you and I are called to do. If y'all don't know the story, Jesus is preaching. So this is going on. Jesus is preaching. He's speaking. And next thing you know is they hear, friends, some friends of this guy, hears that Jesus is in the house. You know what they do? They decide. We're going to take him to Jesus. We're going to bridge this guy to Jesus. So guys, if y'all don't mind picking me up, Lord, we ain't, tra we ain't practiced this at all. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my. Okay. So y'all are taking me. Am I heavy? This is like a gurney. I feel like I'm dead. Like I'm in a casket. This is weird. Um, okay, y'all can put me down. You can put me down now. now come on, come on. I trust y'all. I don't trust this cot, like I said. Okay, take a step back. Y'all are making me nervous. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't y'all love church? Isn't it fun? All right. 
Oh my gosh, I hit my head. So what I want you to understand is that they pick him up. Y'all mind picking me up one more time? They pick him up, and they start taking him towards Jesus. See, I want to mark it around the stage. This is getting dangerous. Oh, my gosh. We didn't practice this at all, so this is fantastic. Okay, so they're taking him, and they get to the house. And y'all can set me down now. Thank you. Lord, slowly. Okay, there we go. And so they take him, and they get to the house, and guess what? The house is full. But what I love about the community that was surrounding this guy that was on this cot is that they were willing to do whatever it took to get him to the feet of Jesus. So what I love is that they, can you imagine just for a second, a, a, a paralyzed guy on a cot, and they take him up to the roof. Can you imagine the struggle of the community around him? Can you imagine, the, not, not just that, but the willingness to say, you know what, I got you. I'm going to do whatever I can to get you to the feet of Jesus. And I love the fact that they get him up to the roof, what happens is they start tearing everything off. They start tearing the roof off. And then they lower him. One more time, fellas. Come on, y'all let's do this together. We're going we're gonna to just rise and we're going to come back down real slow. Okay, oh my Lord, here we go. Real slow, they start to take him down to the feet of Jesus. you got to understand, this is in the middle of the crowd. This is in the middle of everything else. And they lower him to the feet of Jesus. And I love that. Thank you, guys. Y'all can kind of step up. Yeah, there you go. Love that. And I love the fact that they did that. You know why I love that? It's because they did something, community around him, that he couldn't do for himself. And I don't know what it is that you're walking through, but you're walking through by yourself. You're doing life by yourself. You feel like you're alone. You feel like you're, you're defeated, that there's nothing in your life that you can succeed in. You feel like, man, I, there is a barrier, but there, there, there's a barrier between me and what God has called me to. I'm challenging you today. Community carries you when you can't carry yourself. That there's people around you that want to be a bridge to the things of God in your life, but you gotta be willing to say yes. You gotta be willing to say, you know what, yes, I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna lay on a mat. I, I, don't, I, I don't know, I'm going up on top of a roof. This is uncomfortable. I don't know what's happening, but I'm willing to commit to community because at the end of the day, community is what got him to the feet of Jesus. And I think for so many of us, we're walking around right now in life, and we're walking around, and there are bridges that are available to the things of God in our life that God has called us to, that you got family that wants to stand around you, you got other people that want to encourage you and walk with you, but instead what we're doing is we're surrounding ourselves with people who want to block us from getting to the feet of Jesus rather than bridging us to get us to the feet of Jesus. And this is what I think, is that there has to be a tension there. There's got to be a tension to manage. Yes, I'm going to love unconditionally. I'm going to love people like Jesus did. But I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to say, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my huddle is bridging me to the things of God, not blocking me from the things of God. Come on, y'all give it up for these guys. Y'all can head out right now. Really quick, I want to tell you the rest of that story. The guy was healed, right? If you know anything about it, watch what the Bible says. And I don't think it's even going to be up here on the screen, but I want to read it for you. In Matthew, uh, in Luke chapter 5, verse 20, you know what the Bible says? It says, seeing their faith. Come on, somebody. Seeing their faith. I love that. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the young man. Young man, your sins are forgiven. You can stand up. You can walk. You can go home. And I think for so many of us, we, we have friends and people around us that are blocking us from the purpose of God in our life. When really God is calling some people and us to be people for other people, bridges to the things of God. 
in your life. And I, I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I'll let you know that it's great to surround yourself with great people, but let me share something with you that your connection to others is only as strong as your connection is to God. I think about a cell phone signal. It's kind of what just the Lord kind of downloaded on my spirit, this idea of a cell phone. If I'm calling Allie on the phone, I say, hey, babe, listen, the only way that I can have that connection with Allie is that I'm first connected to the tower. Right? In order for me to have the relationship with Allie on the phone, in order for her to have the conversation, i got to have a connection with something higher, something greater, something with more, more than I could ever even imagine is, is out there. Like That's what I need a relationship with first. And it's the same thing with God. We can never get our horizontal relationships right until we first get our vertical relationship right with Jesus. So there's some of you that need to make that decision today. Some of you that are watching today, you need to make that decision. I believe that God wants to do that. He wants to save you. He made a way, as we sang the entire day today, that the victory is Jesus's, but you have to give Jesus your life for you to have that victory. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I believe with all my heart that there's some people in this room that say, you know what, I don't, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening on the podcast. So I'll tell you, I'm so honored that you're here. If you don't know Jesus, listen, this is a place for you to be. You are welcome in this place. I am glad that you're here. I don't care what you did last night. I don't care where you were. I don't care if you're hungover today. You're in the room. Listen, I want you to know that Jesus loves you unconditionally. He cares about you. He wants a relationship with you so bad that he was willing to die on the cross for you and for me. Whether we, we've been in church our whole life or never at all, guess what? We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. I think for so many of us, we, we, we think if we go to church, we're going to be better. We're going to feel better. But that's no more than if you sit in, the, like, the, the, like you being saved, if you just go to church. I want you to understand, that's like you and I sitting in the car, like sitting in the garage, believing that we're going to turn into a car. Right? The, the garage doesn't, doesn't make you a car. And the same way of just coming to church doesn't make you a Christ follower. But I believe there's some people in here, you need to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. You need to say yes to the connection that only Jesus wants to offer you. And you need to say yes to what he can do in your life and forgive you. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned, that we've all messed up, that we've all fallen short. But Jesus, as we sang today, as we sang and as we celebrated taking communion, he died on the cross for you and for me. He gave his life for you and me. He, he was willing to be in the spot that I deserve to be in, but Jesus took that upon himself. And I think there's some of you in this room that may need to make that decision to say, you know what, I exchanged that. I exchanged my life for your death. I exchanged my sin for your grace, Jesus. And if that's you and you need to pray to receive Jesus, would you just pray something like this? Would you pray, dear Jesus? I believe what you did on the cross. I believe that you died in my spot. I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe that I'm far from you. But thank you for giving your life for me. I give you mine today. I put my trust in you. I believe that you're great. I believe that you're better than anything else I've ever tried. And I give my whole life to you today. Help me live for you. Help me live this day on purpose for the rest of my life. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're watching online. And you just said yes to a relationship with Jesus. I would just love it to just tell you that you made the best decision you've ever made in your life, that the best decision that you'll ever make is to say yes to the connection that you and I need more than any other connection relationally. 
and that's with Jesus, and I love that so much. And we want to be a church that honors that decision. We want to be a church that celebrates that decision. We want to be a church that just walks through this season, this next season of your new life. The Bible tells us that the old life is gone and the new has come. And we want to help with whatever questions that you might have. We want to give you a Bible. We want to do whatever we can to make sure that we're being the church that walks alongside of you as you start this new life in Jesus. I love that. We're going to celebrate in just a second. But here's what I'm going to ask everybody to do. Would you stand to your feet as quietly as you can? And in just a second, I'm going to count to the, I'm going to, count to the number three. And on three, I want you to make your way to either wall in this room. We've got incredible people on either wall of this room. If you just said yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to move. And I'll just tell you, our team is going to be moving, so you're not even going to be the only one moving. So don't feel like you're going to be, oh my goodness, we're going to be single. Listen, we got people that are going to be moving as well. So if you just prayed to receive Jesus, I'm going to count to three, and I'm going to ask you to move. One, two, three, go. Would you go? Our team is moving. You're not the only one moving. Don't feel that way. They're on the side of either of the walls in this room. We would love to just celebrate with you, love to high-five you, love to say, you know what, man, this is a big deal that you just made a decision to follow Jesus. I love that. I love that. I'm going to give a second invitation today. Maybe you're still in here. You've had some people in your life, and maybe you haven't balanced this very well, right? There's that tension between, okay, do I turn my back and just huddle, or I just turn to the game and not have anybody speaking into my life? And maybe you've gone one way or the other as far as like one extreme or the other. Maybe you've been so inward that you haven't been reaching anybody for the gospel, inviting anybody to church, telling them your story, telling them your grace story. Or maybe you've been so, so out in the world that you look like the world and they're speaking into you, but you've not been huddling around people that, that God is calling for you to, to just help bridge you to the things of God. Maybe from one edge of the extreme and you just say, you know what, God is just really kind of saying you need to center back up. That tension needs to be managed. I need some people around me that are going to speak into the things of God, bridge me to the things of God, and I'm also not going to let other people uh, uh, block the things of God, but I'm also going to reach out to my friends. I'm going to reach out to the people that are far from God, but I'm going to do that with boundaries. I'm going to do that with some people and some things in place to where I'm not going to be pulled away from the thing that God has called me to. If that's you, would you just wave at me? Just hold your hand up and you can drop it right back down. You can drop it right back down. I think we all could say that for sure. Let me pray for you really quick. Jesus, thank you so much for today, God. I'm so thankful for my friends in this room. I'm so thankful for their hearts, their willingness to even raise their hands and say, you know what, I haven't gotten it right all the time. I'm I'm not going to let people stop me and block me from the things of God, but I'm going to surround myself with people who are going to bridge me to the things of God, and I'm going to be a bridge. God, I pray that we would go after people for your gospel more than we ever have in our life, God, right now, that we would also commit to community of believers, that we're going to do life together, that we'll be here week in, week out, commit to a crew and say, you know what, you can see the vulnerable sides of me. God, you can see the sides that I don't, I don't really show on social media or whatever. I'm going to be real honest with you. I mean, I, I'm going I'm to receive healing, I believe, when I get honest with some people around us. And so, God, I just pray, whatever that step might be for my friends in this room, God, would you just make it clear? Would you help them know that they're loved, they're valued by you more than anything else? It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody say amen, amen. Can we give Jesus five seconds to the loudest praise in this room right now? I love that. I love that. I love that. Hey, really quick, we're going we're gonna to continue.
to worship by taking up our tithes and offerings. Our ushers are going to come forward, and I'll pray for these tithes and offerings in just a second. But I'll just tell you, as a church, we really do believe that it's better to give than it is receive, and I really believe that generosity is our privilege. And we want to be known by our generosity as a church. And we have this, uh, obviously we believe what the Bible says about tithing. And, and I just, again, want to challenge you. Maybe you haven't started doing that. Maybe you haven't started tithing yet. Maybe you, you're like, I can't afford to do that. And again, I just believe, I've seen it work in my own life. I can't afford not to. I can't afford not to put my trust all in with God. I'll trust Him with my salvation, but I won't trust Him with my finances. And I just think, man, there's some of us that need that extra encouragement to do that. I'll even give you, we talked about it before, the 90-day tithe challenge. If you would just begin tithing right now, and in 90 days, if you don't see a, a difference, maybe it's not even in financial areas of your life, but just a difference in your faith in God, trusting God. I believe the Bible tells us, put God to the test in this. I would just say, hey, if 90 days you don't feel like, if you would just commit to it for three months, and you don't believe that, that man, there's just, no, no, I didn't get nothing out of that, not really get anything out of it, but, but man, I don't feel like, man, that that was used well or whatever. We'll just give it all back to you. It's cool. We'll give it back to you. But we believe that God wants to do something incredible in you and through you. And so I just want to tell you thank you for your generosity. Again, the reason why we're able to go to a facility and begin to have a, a, a permanent home coming in just a few months, it's looking like, I'll just kind of give you an update, it's looking like December, um, uh, the first week of December. I know originally I said October. That was a little bit early. Uh, I really wish it was, but we're looking at about December, of the first week in that. I'll keep you updated as, as things are coming in, um, and we're excited about that. We're honored to be able to have a place called our own that we can't wait to just see your friends, your family, people that you know meet Jesus in that place. Anybody else excited about that, right? I'm excited about it. Can't wait. God's still not done in this place yet. We're still going to do incredible things. I feel like he's going to do incredible things over the next six, eight, nine weeks, whatever it might be, before we get into that that facility. Can't wait for that. But hey, I love you guys so much. I'm so honored. If Listen, again, if you want to check Purpose Church out, you want to know a little bit more about us, what we do, why we do it, next is happening today. Do not forget get that. Look for Michelle and Bjarni out in the lobby. And if not, listen, y'all, I hope you have the best week of your life. Let me pray just this blessing prayer of Jabez over you for the week, just that God would bless you, that he'd keep you, that he would turn your face, his face towards you, and that this week, in whatever situation you might find yourself in, that God, would you give my friends peace. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.